Welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great one. We're going to try to make it a little bit better for you tonight. Tonight, we welcome attorney Melanie Davis and former detective of homicide for the city of Atlanta, Vince Valquez, to join us to discuss police brutality and everything we're seeing uh, in this country. And even as recently as uh, this past weekend, where two black men were killed by the hands of police. We're discussing it all. It's a heated conversation, but I think it's a good one. We're also going to break down what happened at the Oscars last night and uh, other hot topics. Movie reviews, sports, fashion, the best images out there. We're playing it all tonight here on the show. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, our official website, thestephenisshow.com. You can also go to our YouTube channel and watch us, uh, The Stephen I Show YouTube. When we come back, question of the day and hot topics right back after this. Crazy, but you 
Just so far for me. 
Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. I want to remind you all over social media. Go to our website, thestephennightshow.com. You can pick up our new merch. We have some really good things, things out there that you love. All right, guys, how y'all doing? How y'all feeling on a Monday? It's Monday. <laughs> good. We have a little bit of- I'm a- alive. <laughs> right, exactly. We have a, heavy, a little bit of a heavy show because we're talking about police brutality. Um, in our next segment, we have attorney Melody Davis who's going to join us to give her perspective from a law perspective. And then later on, we'll be talking to a formal detective for the city of Atlanta, um, Vince Valdez. So very interesting conversations. But before we get started, question of the day is, did your parents ever talk to you about sex when you were of age? Lania. No. <laughs> no. All I learned was from TV <laughs> and watching stuff I had no business. <laughs> HBO After Dark. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. Cinematic. Them premium channels, I shouldn't know nothing about. That was a little, little sketchy, and then and staticky and stuff, right. and yeah. BET uncut. You yeah. know, like no. <laughs> HBO had real sex, didn't they? A show real called. Sex, yeah. <laughs> and them little nasty videos that I found, but that ain't nothing. Right. What about you, Naya? <laughs> no, they didn't, man. It was real. It was real sex for me. HBO, you know, staying up on the late night trying to learn something. <laughs> Acting right. like I'm going to bed and then sneaking back out. <laughs> nah, they didn't, man. <laughs> what about you, Chica? My mom said she did. She said her and my dad sat me down. I don't remember any of that crap. I don't remember <laughs> any of it. You know who told me about sex? The old internet. You know what the old internet was? <laughs> the Encyclopedia uh, Britannica. Oh. <laughs> there you go. I feel like my dad just said, don't get nobody pregnant. <laughs> Okay. That's not a sex talk. That's not, That's not a talk. sex talk. He says some other things. My dad can say I'm on the show, but my dad's crazy. Right. So, but yeah, my dad was a trip. But Tweez and Humble, let's know, did your parents ever talk to you about sex? Can I, can I, I want to just add this to this. I know, I know we're pressed for time. I just want to yeah. say that nowadays, parents do not be afraid of that conversation. Yeah. Your children know more than you think that they know, <laughs> and you need to have the I conversation a lot earlier. Yeah. Six and seven years old. Seriously. Whoa. They know a lot more than what you think they know. And they have age appropriate books too for younger kids. They have yeah. age appropriate books, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Twist let us know. So let's talk about the Academy Awards. Did you all watch last night? No, I didn't. And I probably should have because it's a part of my, you know, segment, right? (laughs) Right. Well, after months of anticipation for Hollywood's biggest night, the Academy Awards are officially over. And while there was definitely some notable winners filled with Black excellence, there was also some major snubs. Many were shocked um, that there was a matter of a matter of minutes that Chadwick Boseman, Viola Davis and Audra Day all lost Academy Awards that they were nominated for this year. Now, in 2021, Academy Awards started off on a great note um, with Daniel, help me out, Chike, Kaluuya. Kaluuya winning um, the first um, acting award of the night, collecting his first Oscar in his role as Fred Hampton and uh, Judas in The Black Messiah. Now, the Black Hexes winning uh, streak continued with Netflix, Ma, Ray, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom picked up an, an um picked up an armful, oh, excuse me, Oscars for best hair and makeup. And apparently that was the um, first time two black lady, black women had won that category. Um, and they won best costume design. These wins were followed by Disney's Soul winning the best animated feature, the crowd fe- uh, favorite film that uh, featured Jamie Foxx voicing the lead character. 
when it was time to announce the winner for best original song, her didn't have to wait long to hear her name. Now she's 23 years old, won her first Oscar. Um, as a, she also won her very first Oscar, I said, the song Fight For You from Judas, uh, the Black Messiah. Finally, the top two acting awards were saved for the um, last few minutes of the show. As many were ready to cheer on Chadwick Boseman, he's been winning everything, Viola Davis and Audrey Day for winning, but sadly, that wasn't, that wasn't the case. Chadwick was nominated for Best Actor for his final performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. She lost to veteran actor Anthony Hopkins. Now, he was the oldest person to win the award in 83. Um, for Best Actress category, both Viola and Audrey Day lost Oscars to Frances McDormand. Social media had a lot to say about the Oscar snubs as Chadwick, Viola, and Audrey were top trending topics as soon as it was announced they didn't win. Were you shocked, uh, Chica, I'll start with you since this is your thing. Were you shocked that they didn't win or did you think that the people that won deserved it? Um, I wasn't shocked. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't feel either way, any anywhere about it. Um, but I do know this, uh, Chadwick will probably in sometime in the future get an honorary. I'm sure that they probably will give him something. Um, and people also have to remember these awards, it's, it's about business. You know, <laughs> you have to think about Hollywood and how Hollywood works. And this is a business. And those awards just aren't awards just because they're awards. They're awards with a future attached to them in some way, somehow. It's business. And how that plays out, we will see. But I'm not shocked and surprised. I'm not. Yeah. And now your Tyler Perry was nominated, was honored, honored with the award um, yesterday, I think a humanitarian award. Um, and he gave a rousing speech. Everyone said it reminded them of Oprah at the People's Choice Awards a couple years ago. Um, and the, the also surprised at all because the, the Hollywood never looked at Tyler Perry. He created his mm -hmm. own and he mm -hmm. established his own. And now he has a voice. He's a, he's a mobile, mobile. What are your thoughts on him being honored? And do you think it's about time? Yeah, it's probably probably his pastime for for Perry. Uh, yeah, you know w w when the big machine doesn't recognize you and you win the people, that's what you know counts. So Tyler Perry's got a great fan base, great support base. He's got a lot of money in the community, and a lot of the community really really like and love him and some of his efforts. Um, and other people's communities love him. You know, like the Latin community really loves him because of what he does for them. And they're they're uh, big players. So you know he, he don't need the machine per se. They they need to recognize someone like him. You know, at some point in time, it's going to be questionable. It's going to be questioned. You know, once when you get so big and so 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 platformed out there, uh, and the and the machine is not taking notice, that that's going to bring a question to your machine. What what's the validation behind that? You know, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's past. And they and they also love him because he's not a threat. Tyler Perry's not a threat to Hollywood. He's not a threat to Hollywood. Someone no, like yeah. Spike Lee. Someone like Spike Lee, you know, that would be a little different because Spike's a little militant. Yeah. And Lania, um, what were your thoughts on the Oscars overall? A lot of black and brown people won. A lot of um, just people, minorities won. And again, people who are older in their career, they won. Do you think they were start diversity is becoming a big thing for Hollywood or do you think it's just for the moment? Um, I mean, I always think it's for the moment. It's always for the aesthetic for the show. Um, of course, I'm always happy when our people, you know, are able to bask and celebrate in this because it's always been a long time coming. And I said this just last yeah, week. I thought about I, you today. I'm so tired of this. Oh, the first. 
The first. Oh, the first. When it comes to us, I'm so tired of that. You know what I mean? So I, I'm happy. Yes, I, I wish Chad would, would have won. You know what I mean? But I love Anthony Hopkins too. I didn't see what it was that he won for. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, listen, between Viola and Audra Day, they both killed it. Yeah. They both killed it. Um, and, you know, they are both deserving of it. So, you know, they were nominated. And I know that that's, you know, just to be nominated is amazing. Um, so, and I know that they will continue to go on. And, and especially for Audra Day, yeah. that was her first ever acting role. Yeah. Yeah. And she played the hell out of Billie Holiday. So that in and of itself says a lot to her. And she has a bright future. Most definitely. I can't I can't wait till they say, and the Oscar goes to L Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back with attorney Mel Davis to talk about police brutality. I know we have a lot to say, so we're right back after this. Yes, you need them. Every day we on that gangsta shit, we lie. Turn this shit up at the party for a vibe. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, she like the way that I move. She like the way that I dance. Niggas don't know what to do. They say I came through with the gang. So try to do what you trying to do. Still got my gun in my hand. Said she wanna take a prayer with me. Got me feeling like the man. Yeah, we in a party lit. We in a party lit. Yeah, we in a party lit. We in a party lit. Yeah. Sippin' Bacardi, bitch, we got the party lit, yeah And she my little party, bitch, she got the party lit, yeah She like the way that I move, the shit that I do, I'm drippin' designer And I don't know what to do, nah, must be the weed in the bottle After this party, she gettin' lit, after this party, hittin' the crib After this party, sippin' Bacardi, she gon' retarded all on the neck Now I'm in my bag, this Henny hit again Ops in here looking mad, like we won't spin again Now they turn off the music to tell us chill again Then they play that gyms and nightmares and we get lit again. I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this So I had to grind like that to shine like this In a matter of time I spent on some locked up shit In the back of the paddy wagon cups locked on wrist I see my dreams unfold, uh Niggas ain't even know me and Don from the block, uh, poppin' them be moving slow, uh, get money you already know, uh, and we stay with the pose, get money to hand the dough, uh, I got the antidote, no, no, V stay with the beans, money ain't even from strings, in the V, then we slide out the V, then we cop another V, no, I do my dance on the bitch, the party we making it lit, my niggas they play with them sticks, move up then we empty and close. She like the way that I move, she like the way that I dance, niggas don't know what to do, they say I came through with the gang, so try to do what you trying to do. Still got my gun in my hand, said she wanna take a perk with me. Got me feeling like the man, yeah. We in a party lit, we in a party lit, yeah. We in a party lit, we in a party lit, yeah. Sipping Bacardi, bitch, we got the party lit, yeah. And she my little party, bitch, she got the party lit, yeah. Money, power, and respect, nah. We get that back and then we go and get that check, nah. No bitch, she on me and she wanna perk set, nah. We in the party, then we hopping on the jet, nah. Uh-huh. Every day we on that gangsta shit, we lie Turn this shit up at the party for a vibe See if it's true Big booties need a two 
fake booties mean love too Ooh, It's magic in the city and I'm just tryna cop a feel Minus 12, you got sex appeal and I pay to play It ain't tricking, you know I got it The way you bop it, make me drop it like 10 bands Damn, I'm spinning on you, spinning on you Designer, no stars, you got an axe, it's yours You shaking on guard, and I'm standing up Watching you throw it back, I need more of that silk shake Hold up, wait, it's a bop, it's a bop, it's a bop, 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 bop From the hood to Hollywood, we gon' bop, 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 bop Get your bag, baby, get your bag, baby Get your bag, get your bag, get your bag, baby. It's a bop, it's a bop, it's a bop, 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 bop. From the hood to Hollywood, we gon' bop, 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 bop. Get your bag, baby. Get your bag, baby. Get your bag, get your bag, get your bag, baby. You got all my attention, and I'm where you miss her. We gon' leave before tonight. Want you to say, I got all the love for you. Dr. Heavenly from Bravo TV's Marriage to Medicine, and you are listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. 
We're on all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, the Stephen I Show, the Stephen Now we've been having, tonight we're having a very important conversation about police brutality and the recent events that we've seen, even as recent as this weekend. Uh, later in the show, we'll be talking to former detective homicide for the city of Atlanta, um, Vince Valquez. But right now we're welcoming back attorney Mel Melanie Davis to the show to help us weigh in on this topic. First of all, Mel, how are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Um, but I'm just tired of the police uh, beating, be beating us up and shooting us and killing us for no reason. Right. Yeah. Well, let's so talk which case, which case we want which case you want to deal with first? Because there's so many. I can't keep it. Right, right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I woke up this morning. I'm like, two more cases. But um, anyway, so let's talk about um, the reaction to the Derek Chauvin case. He was convicted on three charges. Um, a lot of people were shocked. I was shocked as well. Uh, Melanie, what was your takeaway when you saw the verdict? Um, well, I was surprised. Um, I didn't think he was going to get convicted on all three. My prediction was that he was only going to be convicted of the uh, third degree murder, yeah. um, which only carries a penalty of 25 years. But I'm glad that they convicted him of all three. So mm -hmm. second degree murder, third degree murder and manslaughter. So the second degree charge carries a penalty of up to 40 years. Um, the third degree charge carries a penalty of up to 25 years. And then the manslaughter charge carries a penalty of up to 10 years. Now, with sentencing, judges can either run the sentences concurrent, which is at the same time, or right. consecutive, which means they're, they're stacked. Mm. Um, since the um, conviction is a result of the same um, occurrence, um, he can only run it concurrent. He can't yeah. run it consecutive. So, um, and if you want my honest opinion of how much time I think he's going to yeah. get, yeah. My prediction would be anywhere from 20 to 25 years. That's what most people are saying 20, 20, 25 years. Yeah, because again, that judge kind of tipped his hand when he said that to a defense attorney, you may have an appealable action because of Max, what Maxine Waters said. First of all, sir, um, the jurors were sequestered. Right. So they didn't see or hear what Maxine Waters said. Secondly, you know, I interned before, I, when I was in law school, before I became a prosecutor in, you know, Fulton County, um, my former job, and after that, the defense. Before, when I went, when I was in law school, I did an internship with a judge, and I sat in a judge's meeting, mm -hmm. and the chief judge was complaining about being overturned by the appellate court, because they have huge egos, and they don't like to be wrong. Yeah. So, a judge saying, oh, well, you may have a case for an appeal, like, what? No, you don't. She was ex exercising her First Amendment right, so that just told me, oh, he's not going to give him 40 years. Cause yeah. he's just like, uh, he just killed another black man. Who cares? Like, he's not going to give him, I highly doubt he's going to get the full amount because look at Amber Geiger and Botham Jean, mm -hmm. that black judge gave her, him her 10 years. Yeah. And she'll be eligible for parole in five. Mm -hmm. So when, what, what is the, so the whole purpose of the criminal justice system is deterrence. The penalties are what they are to deter people from killing each other. Because right. if you kill someone, you can either get life in prison in Georgia, you can get the electric tear. So, I mean, what is the deterrent for a cop to not kill someone if they if they only get a slap on the wrist? Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Lania, when you saw uh, that he was convicted on three, what was, what was your reaction? Um, just like everybody else, I was surprised and I, every time they read it off, I screamed mm -hmm. and, and then once it was done, I cried. Mm. And that shouldn't even be a thing. Right. And I feel like collectively, the world, especially 
Black people did like this sigh of relief waiting for that moment, mm -hmm. which should not be a thing. Right. That should not be a thing with somebody who commits a murder and he goes to trial and he goes through the justice system. That's how the process is supposed to work. We're not supposed to feel like we want something. Right. We're right. not supposed to feel that way. But in that moment, it was like, oh my God, like they convicted him on everything. Yeah. yeah. And and they really did it, but now it's like we gotta wait for sentencing. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, that's the next thing, even though we got we heard it, we finally heard guilty. Mm -hmm. But now we gotta wait for sentencing to see what they're gonna do for some dude who's allegedly now ain't he on like suicide watch or whatever. Not special treatment, yeah. uh, dude. What <laughs> whatever. I don't even uh yeah. Mm. That's me. And now you one thing that they talked about was the blue wall of silence coming down. You know, typically police officers will not testify against each other. In this case, we saw the sheriff over the Minneapolis Police Department testify and other law enforcement uh, professionals testify. What do you think about that blue wall of silence? And do you think that this will put the rest of the police on guard when they do something wrong? Yes and no. What do I think was your first question? What do I think about the blue wall of silence? Uh, I've heard that as well. And that exists around the world in different versions for different communities of people. I get it. Um, so it's not necessarily that that's under attack, uh, this wall of silence, like I'm talking about, but uh, it's for the wrong things that it's being, wrong reasons that it's being upheld. That's what's under attack. And um, do I think that this will serve as a scare tactic, you know, so to speak? No, I think uh, things will get a little bit hairier. Things will get a little bit more tricky in conviction and laws and the way things happen and they're carried out, you know. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't think it'll scare too many officers. The officers that it will scare will leave the force because they know that that's there is no form of justice that can be upheld when you're working with such a large organization that carries out a lot of injustice. They know that they, they there's no way to hide in that. Otherwise, it's going to be them that right. the, the blame is going to completely fall on. So I think those few police officers will leave, the ones that really believe in, in what's right and what's wrong. The others, they'll just try to figure out how to maneuver until they get caught, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Chike, what are your thoughts on the blue wall silence? Uh, where I stand on all of it, Stephen, is I'm not satisfied until the laws get changed. The laws need to change. Yeah. Um, the guilty verdict, it was good to hear. I'm glad that it was that and no rioting happened and no other people got injured or hurt, but the laws need to change. I mean, a lot of people are celebrating and they're in this for, you know, they have the victory on the guilty, but I can't, I don't find resolute in that. The laws need to change because yeah. people could still get killed. People still are being killed. Yeah, most definitely. So the blue wall of silence, you know, <laughs> we got to do better. Yeah. Way better. And Mel, I, I was watching, I uh, saw a clip on from Fox News where one of the correspondents um, said that he's glad that Derek Chauvin was found guilty, even if he didn't do it, because he's tired of his um, neighborhood being looted. And even the other correspondents are like, 
well, hold up. No, that's not where we don't sacrifice people based on that. It's the law. You know, they break the law that they're, you know, in the court. What is your thoughts on that? Like, because a lot of people think the reason, the only reason why he was found guilty was to prevent the rioting and the protests and the looting. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I guess the same thing could be said about the uh, female officer that shot and uh, murdered Dante Wright um, and was um, who, who resigned yep. so she can still get her pension, but then she was charged with the manslaughter charge that Chauvin got charged with as yep. well, because all of us have common sense to know that a taser and a gun feel different, way different, and are two different, different things, and they have the taser on their non-dominant side. Mm -hmm. So even if you sh shout taser, but you're pointing a gun, dummy like no one believed that even the 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 chief of police of brooklyn whatever the name of that town resigned as well because yeah he um propagated that lie that she thought that it was a mistake and what she basically did was set herself up for a manslaughter for a defense um that's why they didn't charge her with third degree murder because she set herself up for her defense of like oh it was a, it was a mistake and the manslaughter is kind of like criminal negligence mm -hmm. so she set herself up for it for that charge mm -hmm. but Again, if the penalty is only 10 years, then she'll be out in five like Amber Geiger. And so the, the laws that need to change that we're not what we're not talking about is qualified immunity. So yeah. that's the law that needs to change because um, uh, George Floyd's family got twenty seven million dollars. Mm -hmm. OK, mm -hmm. that's coming from the many the Minnesota taxpayers. Right. That's not coming from the police officer's budget. That's not coming from the police officer's own liability insurance. So kudos to Colorado and New Mexico for ending qualified immunity. Do you know when they ended qualified immunity in Colorado, how many police officers quit? Because they're like, man, wow. if we can't shoot black people. It's not fun anymore. No accountability. No. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, like um, Naya was saying, and Chike was saying, they'll, they'll just leave. Like if they, can't, if they can't be play cops and robbers and shoot black people, they're like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's what needs to happen. But you know, they did loot after um, Dante Wright and justifiably so, because it's like, stop killing us. It happened in Hennepin County, which is the same. It happened 10 miles away from where George Floyd was killed. So it's like, yeah, we're going to loot until you stop killing us. During, because, during the Derek Chauvin court trial, the right. trial, this happens. Right. So it's like, come on, lady, come on. So it's just like, why do you think they, the way the police started was slave patrol. Do you know how many KKK members are police officers? Mm, so, say it again. Mm -hmm. How many KKK members are police officers? Yep. So you can't, you can, I can't say all cops are bad because, but, but even black cops are not exempt from this because yeah. they treat us sometimes worse than white ones do. Mm -hmm. So the whole system needs to be, they shouldn't be, we shouldn't be giving people traffic tickets. Look, get, let the traffic light cameras send them a ticket. You get their, you write their license plate down and send them a ticket. You, you know, like we shouldn't be, you shouldn't look at the guy in uh, Virginia in Isle of Wight that he was a lieutenant, yep. Karan Nazario, a lieutenant in uniform. Right. And they still whooped his ass. Sorry, whooped his tail. So, and he had his hands up the whole time. And they only, the only reason that guy got fired because the video came out. And the yep. only reason the video came out was because of the lawsuit and the Freedom of Information Act request. So again, he's going to get a million dollars. I mean, like it keeps happening and it's going to keep happening until they have to pay for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, a lot of times, and this used to bother me, but I think it is part of the conversation. When we talk about police brutality, people always bring up black on black violence. Well, if we're going to talk about this, we got to talk about that. To me, yes, they're both issues that need to be addressed, but I think there's there's separate issues. You know what I mean? Um, let me ask you now here, when you, 
do you think that those go hand in hand? Is that part of the same conversation? They, they, they come, they have the same root. They have the same root, but they are different dynamics to, to the, the branches that grew. Um, but they, they come from the same problem. The, the, the psychology that has been done to, you know, the, the warfare that's been given or taken on black psychology, <laughs> the black community is the result, black on black murder is the result of that. Uh, police brutality and police murder uh, on our community is also a form of this, this, this uh, you know, systemic oppression that's been since the beginning of our, our existence in this country. Um, so they're the same root of evil, but they are two different conversations to be had at two different times. You can, you can speak about the beginning, the foundations of them, but then you have to take two different directions on those conversations. I don't think, I don't think it's appropriate to put them in the same conversation as one is, you know, to be taken, to be cleaned up before the other, <laughs> you know? So that's, that's how I see that. Yeah. Lanier, what'd you think about that? Um, no, they don't belong in the same conversation. As Nair said, they are, they stem from the same root. But the only reason people do that is to deflect. They want to deflect, especially because if it started off with just constantly black people killing each other, then there's nothing to talk about because they don't care. But when it comes to um, cops killing black people, oh no, the cops are the good guys and we're the bad people. And you can't talk about police like that because it's wrong. Mm -hmm. But what they're doing to our community is wrong, point blank, period. Mm -hmm. And that deflection is just so you can get it up off of them. But that stain has been there for forever and a day. Mm -hmm. and, and like Chike said, until you know these laws are changed, like there are certain things that you should not get pulled over for um, like Melanie said, mail me a ticket. Mail me a ticket. Mm -hmm. I got a ticket a long time ago for a car that I got rid of. I got a red light ticket that I didn't even know about because I got rid of the car. I got a new car. Mm -hmm. Y'all sent me a ticket in the mail. Mm -hmm. And it was like a year later. And you had a different name on it. But I still went to court because I'm like, yo, this ain't me, but y'all sending it to my address. Like certain things just don't make sense to me. Like now, everybody can smoke weed, but how many black people y'all got in jail? Still in jail. For for they had a they had a blunt on them. They had a joint on them. They didn't even have like you know like a whole bunch of weed, just a little joint. And y'all had them in jail for like twenty years. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. So it it's it's the same root, but definitely two different conversations. It stems from systematic and psychological warfare on us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and Chike Lindsey Graham said over the weekend that systemic racism does not exist. Do you think part of the problem is that people don't acknowledge what the root of everything is? And these are people that are in power and leadership. What are your thoughts, Chike? Absolutely, absolutely. I look at it like this: if you, if, if, because I work in the medical community, if, if doctors started murdering people under the guise of we're we're trying to help, mm -hmm. we're trying to do better, they'd be snatching licenses, suing hospitals left and right. Yeah. What is the difference between a doctor and a, a police officer? The police officer is sanctioned and set an oath to protect and serve, mm -hmm. but yet and still they're using that ability to kill people. Yeah. What's the difference? Why isn't the same thing happening to cops? Yep. Cops should cops should not be allowed to 
be released from one uh, police force and move to another state and join another. You should be banned for life. Yep, exactly. You shouldn't be able to even look at a firearm. Yep. That stuff is not happening. Isn't that, what they do to, isn't that what they do to lawyers? I didn't mean to cut you off, Chike, but uh, Mel, isn't that what they do to lawyers? If you're banned, if you're if you're banned in one place to practice, you can't practice. Period. Right? Is that the so, way? Like, well, I'm about to go through this um, okay. because I'm licensed in Georgia and I took the California bar, so I will find out May seventh that I passed, um, and I'll be licensed in California as well. Thank you, thank you. Um, but to the to your point, you're absolutely right. If you if I get disbarred in California. Georgia can come after me too and, and mm. disbar me there. So again, then like, I don't even know what I would do. So, yeah. I mean, but that's my incentive to not do anything wrong. But I mean, obviously I'm an ethical person, but again, both bars could um, disbar me. And yeah. I think the profession yeah. is the same as well, right? Like if you can't, if you get your license taken in one state, you can't do it in another. Is that correct, Chike? Yeah. Yep. I want to talk to you. So, but wait, I'm sorry, Stephen. I wanted to finish my point. So if, if you or I not being licensed to do anything, you got your gun license and you shot and killed someone and they banned you from getting a gun, you couldn't get a gun anywhere else. You couldn't go anywhere else and get a gun because you have that on your record. Why is it different for police officers? I agree. Just saying, the laws need to change. You get checked. Like I got, I got my gun license and they check you. Yes. So if you going through my background, for this gun license, like, may, how about y'all start some psychological testing on these police officers before they even get to, before they even get to the academy, you need to do all kinds, the same testing that they do for like, I guess the CIA, the FBI, whoever, the same people that protect the president. I know they got to go through some sort of psychological type of situation. I, I mean, they do it for the, they do it for the military. I did them. They do it for the military. <laughs> so so I, know, I know they do them. <laughs> what about, I think they do it for firefighters. Mm -hmm. Like, so why are you not doing that for police officers? Because you need to really check these people because they have cocked and you knew it when they came in. Yeah. And, and the other thing- Former bullies and former nerds. So either they yes, have- bullies Yes, they yes, yes, So they're now they're and, now and, they get a position of power and authority and now they get to reenact and play out their childhood fears of being bullied. And now they have the power. They're taking their power back and using it. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing that they should start doing with my hometown, Camden, New Jersey, what they did was they changed the police force and you have to be a, a resident of the county in which you're serving. Yeah, no. So if you're a part of the community, you care more about the people that you're serving. You're That's less it. likely to shoot them or kill them. Mm -hmm. because they could possibly be your neighbor. Yep. yep. Can we talk about, about the I want to talk about this case. I want to talk about this case real quick for where I'm from. Micaiah Bryant in Ohio. Bryant. Yes. Um, so she was the 16 year old who was in foster care. Um, apparently it, there's still details are kind of sketchy, but I guess older women were trying to jump her or something like that. She got a knife and came out. Police were called to the scene. I believe she called the police to the scene. And um, when they got there, they see her taking the knife, like she was going to stab the woman and they shot her multiple times and killed her. And so a lot of people are saying this case is different from a George Floyd situation, but there also there's also the argument, well, why is it when, it when it's black and brown people, it's always shoot to kill? You know, I had, we did the interview with, um, with um, former detective uh, Vince Valquez um, this past weekend. And I asked him about this and he said, that's actually a good conversation. He said that this case was different, but 
um, why are they shooting multiple multiple times? You should have one time Shaker stabbed the body. No, from a, from a legal standpoint, why is this case different? So, okay, so let's talk about self defense and defense of others. So, if you are acting in self defense or in the defense of another person, you have to have a reasonable belief um, that that person or yourself is in imminent danger of grievous bodily injury or death. Now, there have been numerous videos of white men, uh, knife, knives, knives raised at police officers, police guns officer. pointed at police officers, and they still get handcuffed and arrested and taken to the police jail, the police station. Right. However, if you are black or brown, um, like Adam Toledo in Chicago, um, that recently just came out, um, yeah. we don't get that luxury. Um, he could have tased her. He could have shot her in the foot. He could have shot her in the shoulder. One shot would he could have hit with her. One all she all he needed was one. Why are you aiming for a center mass? Why are you why are you shooting to kill? She was 15. So yes, he was justified in the use of the force because if someone's coming at you with a knife, you can shoot them, but you you don't have to kill them. You don't have, I mean he, he could have if he would have shot her in the shoulder or the foot. So I'll be did Vince say that he was justified in shooting her in the chest? I'm I'm just curious because he's in law enforcement and I'm not. He just said that he was justified for using his gun. I, and I agree. I agree he was justified to use his gun, but he was not justified in shooting her in the chest. He should have shot her in the shoulder or the foot. And that's my, and that's my that's my takeaway. But I'm not a I'm not a police officer. Yeah. But yeah. I just um now based off of what I heard, the four times that he shot her was all in the back. So she wasn't facing him. He was behind her and you know, whatever was in her hand, the knife was in her hand. So, right, but that's still that's still justified because she was she was running towards and she was charging towards the I mean because I watched several videos and so she was charging toward. So he still that still wouldn't have caused the pull out a taser. I just I'm, I'm no no I mean that's what I'm saying it should be a taser, but he also was justified in using a gun. He Vince is right, he could use a gun, but mm -hmm. he just didn't have to kill, like he didn't have to shoot to kill. Yeah, kill her. <laughs> now yeah, what are your thoughts on this case? Is this one different? It, it, it's different, but what I agree with uh, Mel and I, and he was attacking the girl. He wasn't attacking the police officer. He was attacking the woman against the car with the no, knife. No, no, no. The, the young girl, she was defending herself. She had the knife against the old, the grown women who came yeah. to fight her. Yeah, she was. That's what I'm saying. She wasn't attacking the police officer. So, no, no. Yeah, no that's why it's it called defensive others. So that's why he's still correct. Yeah. So no, I, I agree. I agree. I just don't think that he had to. Uh, I, I agree. There could have been many other. Uh, things try first. So taser probably would have been the first for yeah. me. Uh, if not the taser, a shot to disable, like like yeah. like we said. Um, yeah, center mass, that, that's to kill for sure. Uh, center mm -hmm. mass is to kill for sure. But if he's a trained officer, he's been there for a while, he, he knows that he should have been able to shoot her in a leg, uh, the arm or something just to disable her, just to shock her enough to get the knife out of her hand and get her in the cups or whatever. Um, yep. I don't agree with the, her, him being necessarily absolutely justified uh, uh, in his decision or his thought process. But yes, according to that situation, technically it was okay for him to use a gun. Was it totally justified in my mind, spiritually at all? Probably not, not considering the climate, you know, as a white officer in that situation, you probably should have gone the other route, you know, but he'll deal with it however he's got to deal with it. He's got to be be uh, in front of a judge on that. So actually, he won't. He's not. Oh, he doesn't have to be. No, 
Mm-hmm. He'll probably, I mean, they may put him on administrative leave and do an investigation, but he's not, he's, yeah, he's, he's, on now. he's not, he's not going to be prosecuted for anything. Oh, and he's well. a rookie from what I heard. He's a rookie. Oh, he's a rookie. That's what I heard. He's a rookie. Well, yeah, see, I, I don't know. He, he's got to deal with that in his own life per, period. So, you know, he's killed the young girl, you know, uh, he's got to mm-hmm. go through his, throughout his life. He'll either cognitively, di- you know, distance himself from that or He'll, it'll haunt him, you know, one way or the other, and it'll just poetically justice play itself out. Well, briefly, let's talk about the two cases that happened over the weekend. So Isaiah Brown, 32-year-old black man, was walking down the street from his house in Spotsylvania County, which is in Virginia, and was on the phone with a 911 dispatcher when the uh, Virginia sheriff deputy responded to his house following reports of a domestic incident, according to police statement, as well as body camera footage and 911 audio. Now, the footage and the audio, which was released last late Friday, appeared to show the deputy yelling, drop the gun multiple times, saying over his radio, he's got a gun to his head. The deputy then yells, stop walking towards me, stop walking towards me, and stop, stop before he shot Brown. Brown had a phone in his hand, not a gun. That was the first case. Second case, Andrew Brown in North Carolina, he was, um, apparently they were serving him warrants, I mean, serving him they were arresting him over some drug-related uh, charges. He tried to escape in his car. He backs away from the police in his car, not towards the police in his car. He backs away. They shoot him back in the head and killed him. Mm. Um, what's your reaction to these cases? I mean, we just came off of the Derek Chauvin uh, conviction, and then now we have these two cases happening over the weekend. Uh, Chiki, I'll start with you. So... This has been bothering me for a while. You know, so cops are, when you look at them, they kind of look like Batman. They got the utility belt. They have like all these other things that they can possibly use other than a gun. I have friends of the family that are police officers and they're veterans. They're like, they've been in double digit years. And two of them have never shot their gun ever mm. in, in all their career, never shot their gun. They go to self-defense classes. They have billy clubs. They have tasers. There's a plethora of things that they could use to take down someone without shooting to kill them. Um, I just don't understand why the gun is the first thing to be pulled. That's the go-to. Yeah. There's there's nothing. There's no mm-hmm. no drive to save lives. Mm-hmm. There's no protect. Mm-hmm. And Mel, when you hear these cases, what are your thoughts? So I'm, I was indisposed this weekend, so I didn't hear about either of these cases. But for yeah. the second one, do you know what the warrant was for? It was something drug related. Okay, like, so it wasn't violent. Okay. Yeah. So again, that officer, it was the same issue with the officer that shot and killed Dante Wright. I mean, you're not justified in using legal le- lethal force to catch a fleeing um, person that's fleeing from a warrant. You mm-hmm. send them, like you go arrest them at home. Like, and that warrant could be, like, what we found out is the warrant for Dante Wright, he missed a, a court date, it was a bench warrant. So if you miss a court date, they automatically issue issue you a warrant and they had sent it to the wrong address. So he had no notice. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't even on notice that he had a warrant. So this guy may not have even known that he had a warrant. Mm-hmm. And so, but just because you're running from the police, guess what? It's a crime, it's called fleeing and eluding, but guess what? You can't kill somebody. Now you can, you can, you can shoot a fleeing felon Yes. So a robber, an arsonist, a burglary, uh, you can shoot, you can shoot a fleeing felon all day long, but a fleeing, a, a person fleeing from a warrant, mm-hmm. no, you can't shoot them. 
So yeah. hopefully he'll go to trial for manslaughter. I'm hoping the first case with the gentleman. Now, again, these are officers who lie a lot in their police reports. And thank you. Thank God for body cams yeah. um, because the, the officer who was convicted in 2015 of killing the young man in uh, South Carolina, he got 20 years for shooting him in the back. He put a taser next to him, planted a taser next to him. If someone hadn't caught the video on cell phone of the shooting, guy shot him in the back, he would have never been convicted because he lied in the police report. So these cops lie, lie, lie. So that cop that was saying, put the gun down, put the gun down, was lying because he knew he wanted to shoot him. What I think is what we're seeing now is now these cops are trying to test the limits of their authority. They're going to keep killing us and up until we end qualified immunity because they are going to keep us in our place because America is getting blacker and browner, more so browner, and they want to assert their authority because white people will be the minority in our lifetime. So they, this, what we're seeing across the country, and this is just my thinking, is that these white officers will continue to kill us because they are trying to threaten and intimidate us to stop us from voting, to stop us from knowledge, for, to stop us from, you know, being who we are, which are an exceptional, phenomenal people. Mm-hmm. And so those are just my two cents. Yeah. And now here, so they had a private viewing of the body cam today with um, Andrew Brown's family and his attorneys. And they only showed them 20 seconds. They blurred out the um, officer's faces and they had edited the video. And so um, they're demanding that the whole video and all eight police officers that were there, all of their body can be released. Um, I think it was the mayor, he's asking for this too, but the, the sheriff, they just said that, because in that, in that city, it has to be signed off by a judge to release the footage. And so they said, they're now saying they'll comply. What do you think they thought they were doing with that 20 seconds of edited video to the family? Exactly what they've been doing for, for all these years. And like what Mel just said, telling the story that the way they want us to hear it, you know, basically. Um, man, it, you know, something's got to change. You know, something's got to change. And, and whether it's the numbers shifting here in our lifetime, as, as we, she stated, uh, or, or otherwise, something's got to change. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm sort of a, a, a party pooper when it comes to these conversations because I'm at a loss for words, you know. I, I know that there's really just one answer for all this and it's not the most popular response that people like to hear. <laughs> but it's sad. I know that that wasn't appropriate, that, that time frame that they were trying to, you know, that video clip they were trying to use to show, it, come on, come on, you know, show the footage, show the footage, let the story be told and let's continue to move forward as, as much as we can. Most definitely. Melanie Davis, thank you so much for joining us tonight for this important conversation. Tell everyone where they can keep up with you. Um, yes, well, you can follow me um, on Instagram at the Melanie Mary, T-H-E-M-E-L-A-N-A-E-M-A-R-Y. Um, I also have a YouTube, uh, have a Facebook, everything's uh, Melanie Mary, the Melanie Mary. So. All right. Well, thank you as always. And we will be right back with our conversation with former detective of homicide for Atlanta, uh, city of Atlanta, Vince Valquez. Right back after this. Red. 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 Red.
moving slow I-45 Yeah, we catching vibes Hit my line Roger Clementine Sweet like lemon lime Put in work, put in time Tryna to ignore the sign What's your sign? What's your type? You like boats, you like flies I just, I just wanna know ya Let me hold ya She like Henny with the cola So rockin' soda Southwest they leave Texas soldier When she shows up Yeah, my baby, she shuts it down Make it like 
But no one compares to you So baby, I'm trying to make you see Our future feels like a fantasy No doubt this love is here to stay I know you feel the same way I never, never, never let go Give me your hand, come grab a hold Let me touch you right to your soul Let's do it together, make it last forever Let's let it be Everything you thought you'd ever need I love you forever I love you forever Girl, I love you forever Promise I'll always be true Cause can't nobody do it like you I love you forever Girl, I love you forever This is Miss Parker, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. So tonight we've been discussing police brutality and the recent events that we've all witnessed in this country. Tonight, former homicide detective for the city of Atlanta, Vince Velasquez, joins us to give his perspective. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate you having me. Listen, I appreciate it. This is a conversation that everyone's been having. And I think that from your perspective, you know, being in law enforcement for so long, um, I think it's very important to be at it. So thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I appreciate you having me again. Thanks. So let's talk about the re- your reaction to Derek Chauvin. Now, this was the police officer in Minneapolis who killed George Floyd. Um, and he was convicted on all three charges um, last week. W- were you shocked that he was convicted on all three charges? Did you think that was going to happen? What were your thoughts on that? I wasn't shocked. I was more, uh, honestly, it was a sigh of relief because uh, I think it was appropriate, but um, I was concerned. Um, I, I've seen trials go uh, sideways in, yeah. in the past in my career. I've seen, I've seen what you thought was a completely winnable case mm-hmm. uh, and a defendant be acquitted because yeah. defense attorneys, their job is to, is to apply the law to their client uh, you know, and try to convince a, a, a juror uh, that there is some doubt that's beyond reason, right. reasonable doubt. 
Yeah. And if you can do that, one of two things are going to happen. Either it's going to be a mistrial or they're going to be acquitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know that we as a country uh, have healed enough yet since what we saw this summer. Uh, yeah. uh, and I say healed in the sense of a lot happened. Uh, and from all of the protests, and, and a lot of it was violent, uh, we've learned a lot. And I think it started a conversation, move that needle, so to speak. Yeah. So. I was relieved to see that this, uh, you know, this this ex police officer was was convicted. To be quite honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Now he can do up to from twelve to forty years of jail time, um, and you know, just based on what the the judge, because he his uh, defense team decided not to let the jury decide, let the judge decide. How much time do you think he'll get? A lot of people think it's about twenty years. You you think he'll be around that? What do you think? I know I don't know. Um, I, I don't know that this judge is going to consider uh, to sentence him more harshly because of uh, pressure. Because one of the instructions to the jury was to make a decision to, to render a verdict mm-hmm. regardless of what they think the consequences were. And that's, that's the application of the law. And he was right. I think the judge was right in that. So I think the judge is going to sentence this defendant um, as if he were to sentence a, a, a regular person for a similar crime. Um, I think if anybody had video evidence of anyone uh, kneeling on the neck of another person, I mean, I don't think a judge would go lightly on anyone, unless a police officer. So uh, I would think, you know, this judge is probably going to move the needle as far as sentencing goes a little bit more on the harsher side, Mm. Uh, just based on my experience. Mm. Mm. I think so. And so at the time of this trial was going on, we had yet another uh, person killed, a black man killed, 20-year-old uh, Dante Wright. He was the 26, she was a 26-year veteran in the police department, actually training other police officers at that time. And she said that she actually pulled out her gun instead of her taser. And she and she shot him and he ended up dying. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, a veteran, and I, and I understand, and I think police don't get enough credit because it is a reactive, a lot of times they're being pulled in something and it's everything happens so fast. But you you know, you know, were in law enforcement for such a long time. What do you think when you hear a veteran of 26 years pull out a taser, which is yellow and black, and, well, thought she did, uh, instead of a Glock, which is heavier? What do you think? Well, you know, I've been asked this question. I can imagine. It, and when you when you have to when you break this down, and I have to break this down and ask questions like ask myself a question. Mm-hmm. Was this a mistake? OK, and, and, and it's hard to hear that word mistake. And when you're talking right. about the life of a young man, yeah, you no know, police officers shouldn't make a mistake. So, you know, like there's no one word like when, when someone has an accident, there's not a word uh, that describe one, a one word, you know, description of the opposite of of uh an accident yeah it's an on purpose or it's an intentional there's Mm -hmm. no real word that demonstrates the opposite of an accident but what i have to look at is this if this officer uh her if her intent that day was to murder someone Mm. if that's the case and i'm saying let's just play devil's advocate for a minute let's just show this hypothetical out there if this officer uh for some reason decided i'm going to kill this young man today i want it i want him to die yeah, she she picked the worst possible way in, as far as trying to get away with it to do it. Yeah, her body cameras rolling. She has a witness 
trainee that's there watching this thing. So then if you don't believe that it was intentional, then you have to accept it was it was accidental. Doesn't excuse her actions. Right. One or the other. It's either on purpose or it was an accident. Yeah. Now I will tell you this. I know the difference between a Glock and the difference between a taser. And like yeah. you described, one is very uh, light in weight, the, uh, the taser, and the other one's heavier. And the one difference is black and metal, and one is plastic. Yeah. Right. Your, your weapon, uh, your handgun is on your strong side. If you're right-handed, it'll be on your right hip. Right. And then your taser will be a cross draw across the other side. So all those things happen. But what I, when I look at this and I broke this tape down step by step, I can't tell you. I'm not, I'm not a forensic psychologist. Mm -hmm. I'm not a police psychologist. I'm just a guy that used to be a cop for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and I know I've been trained in a taser. I've, in fact, I even tased somebody once. I had to use my taser. And when they train you to say taser, 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 the three times. Yeah. The purpose of that is to allow your partner your law enforcement partner to know you're about to deploy the taser yeah because you need to let them know because if they're hard, if they have hands on they may uh take the shock as well and that's the purpose of that to let them know uh and also you know to i'm going to tase you is another tactic to use and i think she said that so in her mind the taser 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 uh but for some reason instead of cross drawing to her taser she pulled out her weapon yeah uh, and fired I know there's, there's disconnects sometimes that happen in the brain yeah. uh, where you're thinking one thing. I mean, how many times, and, and, and please understand, I'm making no excuses. Oh yeah, absolutely. For this, but how many times, and I literally did this the other day, I'm holding my phone and I'm mm -hmm. talking to somebody as I'm walking and I stop and I start checking phone. my pockets and yeah. I'm not on my phone yeah. and they're like, what's wrong? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I can't find my phone. And they're like, right. it's in your hand. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. So, I'm not saying there's no parallel to right. that in the life right. of a young man being lost, uh, but I will say that I, I just can't wrap my mind around it. Yeah, um, I don't think it was intentional. I, I don't think she wanted to, to kill him. Right. Uh, but the mistake that she made, no cop should ever make that mistake mm -hmm. at, the, at the expense of the life of anyone. Yeah, I personally, I personally think that it was a mistake as well, but also know that there's consequences for mistakes. You know what I mean? Especially when it comes to loss of life. But um, let's go back to Derek Chauvin. So, you know, it's been said for years, this police blue wall of silence where, you you know, we're not going to write each other out. You know, we, we stand together. Um, and we saw that change in this case where the, the tech, I mean, the uh, sheriff over uh, Minneapolis Police Department, he actually testified on, on state, I mean, on, on in the court case. What do you think about the police wall of silence and, and blue wall of silence? And, and do you think that it's going to change in some cases now that that has been broken down in this case? Um, you know, it, that's it's a real thing. And I think what what we saw in this case here is that this thing was this this incident, you know, in this murder of George Floyd was so egregious that yeah. I think any police officer that saw that tried to wrap their head around it and it couldn't they just they yeah. just there's just no way uh an officer anyone that i've ever spoken to any police officer past present you know current or retired that said hey i can see why or right. maybe this and not, everyone was like wow like nine minutes right nine minutes of having your knee in someone's neck when the man is handcuffed 
and he begins to move, you know, and even after he stops moving, you continue to have your knee there. So with all that said, you know, that, that in this respect, that blue wall of silence crumbled. Um, and I think it's a good start for police officers to understand that at the end of the day, police officers work as teams a lot of times, um, but when there's someone doing something wrong, then you have to take yourself off of that team. You become a one person team. Yeah. And I think if anything comes out of this situation, I should, I would love to see or, or hope that they're, they're talking about training for police officers to report crimes when they're seeing officers mistreat people and interact. And I say to the point where if they see an officer mistreating someone, especially someone that's in custody, handcuffed and helpless, that they take action. The yeah. other officer takes action to stop that physical assault, to stop that that uh, excessive force, to stop that policy violation, whatever they're doing, to yeah. literally step in and say and, and become a shield and say no more. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is a good step in the right direction. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And so, the city of Minneapolis, the police department, is being um, investigated for their treatment because you know following George Floyd and then now Dante Wright. Do you think that's something that needs to be examined across the board? Because apparently, you know, with the hundreds of thousands of police departments we have, you know, they have these trainings. Do you think that training needs to change? Do you, what do you think needs to be done so that police and the people they serve, you know, there's a, you know, they, they, can, they can unite and not be them against us. What do you think needs to happen? Well, for the record, let me let me make it clear. It's the Dante Wright was not the city of Minneapolis. It was Brooklyn Park. So those are two oh, Brooklyn Park, yeah, police you're departments. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and Minneapolis is going through uh, uh, what they call reorganization or reimagining, especially after George Floyd. Yeah. Um, but I and I think when 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 you look at that and you look at all of the things that are happening nationwide, mm -hmm. I think police are taking a look at services that traditionally police officers have been serving. Right. It may not be best suited for police. As yeah. an example, I, and I've said this, and I, before we ever knew who George Floyd was, we as a nation, way before that, yeah. I've always asked the question, if a child is in school, and I say a child, not a, you know, 18-year-old senior in high school, but I'm talking about a middle school child is being unruly in class. Yeah. Why are police officers going in there in dealing with that. And how many times have we seen that? Yeah. So as an example to your question, yeah. that's another area where police I think are looking at, like why are we, why are we offering our services in an area that surely a yeah. counselor, a parent, a, yeah. a, 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 a faculty member would be better suited to deal with a child that's being unruly, a 12 year old, 13 year old child in middle school. Right. So to answer your question, that's just an example of one area I think that Police departments are trying to figure out, we've been doing this for years. Why are we doing this? Let's get away from this. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk about defunding the police and a lot of people get that, I think, and many, time, many times they get it confused with taking money away from the police, but it's, it's allowing other resources, like you mentioned, when we're dealing with students or dealing with mental health situations, having those professionals going and do those not the police. What do you think about, um, do you think defund is is the trigger word that sets people off when we think about that concept of, of it all yeah and i think it is and um you know you could call it what you want so i've had extreme conversations with people who are for defunding the police 
and literally say we should take all the money away. Yeah. Uh, they should not be allowed to have all these special weapons and have all these special things that 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 we see over and over police using. And I said, okay, I can understand your your concern, mm -hmm. but if it was your grandmother or mom that was being held hostage in a house, we don't call. Wouldn't you want right? Wouldn't you want the SWAT team yeah. to have those tools to be able to try to save your mom's life? Yeah. On the other hand, as an example, some of the things that we've been funding that we probably should move those funds somewhere else. You know, and we say mental health and people like, you know, people who are against uh, defunding the police. I don't, I don't call it that word. You know, yeah. another word I heard our mayor use is reimagining. Re I like that term, yeah. you know, and, and there's money that's involved in there. But a part of that is when you talk about mental health um, calls that police go on. Now, if there's a person having a mental health crisis, that's a danger to themselves, a paramedic, a yeah. third person, then yeah. police, I think, should still respond to that. But there's some training that needs to come into, into play. And if there's training that we need, you got it costs money for that training. So you can't yeah. refund the police. I think you need to move those resources in places, the money that we were using for other things, and, and move those in other directions. Now, there's a difference between defunding the police and disbanding. And I've heard this argument. Oh, no, I'm 100% yeah. against that. Yeah, I'm against I mean, that. I, we're a country of laws. I believe in the rule of law, but I believe in doing it the right way, treating people with respect and dignity and doing it under the law and, and operating to where you understand the consequences, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think we need to wait to a Derek Chauvin kneels on a George Floyd's neck to start looking at the areas that we can start holding officers accountable, yeah. more accountable for the things that we see that build up. Mm. From what I'm understanding, and I've read Derek Chauvin, the Minneapolis police officer had a history of complaints history. within his yeah. department. So I recommended once. What's that? I think it would have been reprimanded once. Reprimanded once. But if the writing is on the wall, if it's there, right? Mm. If, if, if you smell smoke, there's a fire as they yeah. say. So if we can identify those those benchmarks along the way with officers, maybe yeah. provide more psychological training and counseling, or yeah. if you can weed them out, if you start seeing a pattern, then get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Let's get rid of them and let's get the right people in place. Yeah, because I know we're talking about the blue wall of silence and a lot of times where police officers were maybe fired from one job, they go for another uh, location and get another one, you know, having that same history. So I think that it needs to be something that, tracks them so that they're not able to go in other communities and do the same thing. But let's talk about 16-year-old uh, Michaela Bryant. Now, she was the one that was shot in Ohio. Um, so what, you know, there's still a lot of information coming around about that, but a police, police officer called on the scene and they said she called them because she was being jumped by some other women. And when they saw her, she had the knife and she was, you know, on, on the other woman. Um, and the, the police officer shot her several times and killed her. And people are saying this one's different. We can't compare this to a George Floyd situation. But the other argument is that why is it when it comes to black and brown people, it's always, or it seems to be, you know, the shooting is deadly. It's never like shoot the leg, shoot the arm. You know, what do you think about this case? Do you think this one is different? Or do you think, what, what are your thoughts about all that? Well, this case is different. Um, it's unfortunate this young lady lost her life. I mean, you know, uh, people have made some very ugly comments online that I've read, you know, about her and her family. At the end of the day, we're talking about teenagers and, and, and teenagers. I have one. Like I, yeah. I, I raised a kid. My son is an adult now, but at that age, they're emotional. They're on a roller coaster. 
they don't know how to control their their emotions. So she made mistakes, but that doesn't doesn't mean she deserves to die. Mm-hmm. Now I will tell you this: I've seen the video, I've seen the body cam video. I've actually freeze framed certain portions of it, blew it up, looked at it, give my you know put my own two cents on it, and she mm-hmm. certainly is about with a knife in her hand to strike the other young girl. So it, as far as the law is concerned, the officer acted within the law, the way officers are trained. Okay. Now, the counter argument to that, to people say, well, the officer should have shot her. Had he not done that and she stabbed the other girl and killed her, then I would suspect people would argue, why didn't you stop her? So let's break this down. You mentioned shots to the leg and shots to the arm. Mm-hmm. Police officers are it, 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 if anyone's ever fired a weapon, it's very difficult to, to shoot a weapon at a target that's moving, one, two, your adrenaline is pumping. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to train, right? And one of the things that we would train, I was on a tactical team in my early part of my career, mm-hmm. to get the, the, the adrenaline pumping, we would sprint from the 50-yard line to the 25-yard line mm-hmm. and do 25 push-ups at the 25 and then sprint to the 15. And now you are so out of breath. And then we would try to shoot from the 15 and the seven yard line. Mm. You would be surprised how difficult it is at, with that much of adrenaline to, to, to strike that target. So if you're trying to strike a, a center mass target, which is how police officers are trained because it's the yeah. biggest target. Imagine trying to shoot an arm. Imagine her, him trying to shoot the young lady with the knife in her arm and miss and actually strike the other girl or her leg and strike the other girl. So in this particular instance, um, you know, I, my initial thought, unless more evidence comes out from what I've seen, and I haven't seen anything more than anyone else has, right. that this officer did what he had to do to save the other girl's life. It's unfortunate. And true, she made the choice to pick up the knife, whether she called police or not. She, picked, she made the choice to, to wield the knife in, a, in an aggressive posture. Mm-hmm. But I have to think this is a 16 year old girl. Both of them are teenagers and there's a lot of emotions going on and their minds are not developed like ours yet. Yeah. So all those things, but an officer doesn't have, you know, the it's latitude or the time to con- yeah. stop and consider all that. Yeah. It's not like we can get out of a car as a police officer, press pause, take a look around, mm-hmm. press pause, play again for a second, play, press pause one more time take another angle and then make a decision. You have a split yeah. second to make a decision. Uh, and that's how you're trained. It's very unfortunate. Uh, and, you know, my heart and prayers go out to this girl's family. Uh, you know, in, in it, 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 I don't know how this officer could have, now people say, well, maybe you could have tased her. A taser is very, it's, it's hit or miss, literally. Mm-hmm. You, the prong, two prongs have to hit. And then if you hit, the taser on the right spot, depending on where you hit it, it doesn't always work. Yeah. So when you have to make a decision on trying to stop that force to save someone's life, you have to use the amount of force that that's equal or that can immediately stop that threat. Yeah. And that's how officers are trained. And unfortunately, I didn't. I don't see that this officer had another choice. Yeah. My only thing with that, I think that I, you know, even if he did shoot her, why he had to shoot her six times? I think it was six times he shot her. But um, but I mean, again, I, I do think this situation was definitely different because it was, it was an instant thing as opposed to, 
le- leaning your knee on someone's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds. Indeed. And you know what? One, one quick thing, Stephen, you hit on something I think is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like the video that I've seen was, was, you know, stopped obviously between before all the shots and video is never uh, the amount of shots you hear sometimes are not right. accurate, even on the video. I don't know how many times this officer shot, but if indeed this officer shot six times and I'm not saying that's, that's what the truth is, mm-hmm. but if he did, then that piece may be something we need to really look at. Yeah. And if yeah. that's a training piece, right. Yeah. That you're shooting excessively too many times. Right. then that's something that maybe we can learn from this. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Even, even um, the family, you know, um, her mother, who has been speaking out on CNN and other networks, she said that she don't want to talk about that part. You know what I mean? She wants to talk about her daughter and not really what happened. Right. Um, right. So that, there's, again, there's a lot we're still learning about this story. Let me ask you this last question. So um, we saw the um, military uh, medic, I believe, who was in Virginia, who got pulled over. This is the one, he, it, they didn't see his, his license. He had just got a new truck. And so he pulled into a lit area um, and he ended up got, getting maced and you know handcuffed to the ground and all that. We heard that story. Um, the, 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 what's come from that is that people, I think a lot of times civilians and police officers, they're on edge and on guard how do we deal with these situations? You know, this man, and a lot of people said he was doing everything right. He had his hands on the steering wheel. He was, um, you know, telling the police officers what he was doing. He explained why he pulled into the lit area. Um, what what do we do? What what if if you're anyone, especially a black and brown person, you get pulled over by the police? What what is the correct thing to do? Because a lot of people say, with, even with Dante Wright, he was scared. He was scared when he wasn't, you know, dealing with the police. What do we do? Well, I mean, God, I could pick this video apart all day. Yeah. I mean, this this was uh, beyond ridiculous, mm-hmm. uh, to be quite honest with you. First of all, the officer that is more out of control than the other officer, uh, yeah. for the record, my understanding, he's Hispanic. Okay. Yeah. He himself is a minority, right? So in this particular case, right? Some may argue, well, it's, it's racist. I'm just gonna take that off the table for just a second. And I wanna talk about, in this particular case, the, the unprofessionalism, mm-hmm. right? The um, lack of training, right? And the lack, lack of officer safety. This should be a, a video for officer safety of, not what, to, of what not to do. Right. Yeah. That is out of control. He's literally, at the level with the guy's door, police officers aren't trained that way. You yes. stay behind the doorpost. He has, he has a second officer. He should have been coming around the passenger side, shining his flashlight in and see if there's a gun, see if he's right. armed, see if he's reaching for anything, easily diffusible. But what this is about, at the end of the day, this is about telling an officer no. In, in other words, not complying immediately with what the officer's asking him yeah. and then ordering him to do. So they should have training on when a, when, a, when a citizen says, no, what do you do? It's a shock, right? Wait a minute. How many times yeah. have we seen on TV or on the news or you've even heard it yourself when an officer says, I'm only going to tell you one more time. Right. How many times have we heard that? Yeah. Well, guess what happens when you make that threat and then that person says, well, I'm not doing it. You've said it only one more time. Now, what are you going to do? Yeah. You got to cash that check, right? Because now it's not about at that point, it's ego. Yeah, that was an ego. Yeah. That was an ego thing. At that point, with this officer, 
And if you really go back, and I, and I urge your viewers to go back, pull that video up and listen to it. Listen to his voice. Mm -hmm. Listen to how this officer's voice starts to change. Yeah. Because he's getting upset. His inflection, his emotions are getting the better of him. And all the while, the lieutenant from the army, with his hands on the steering wheel, is calmly telling him, sir, I'm complying, but I don't understand. Please explain to me what's going on. Yeah. And that's, in essence, not complying and telling that officer, no, I'm not doing what you want me to do. So that right there, whether it's profile or not, but the other officer, from what I saw, looked Caucasian. Yeah. Who was, who was calmer. Was one. Yeah. He was calmer than anybody, yeah. but I believe he had less rank or less experience than the other officer, and the other officer was just completely out of control, and it was uncalled for. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's always about race. I think, again, it is, you know, the police are the police, and you're supposed to respect the police. Um, but I think, I think it's, it's a different conversation now, you know, just based on what we're seeing and what's come to light. Um, what are your final words, just in general, um, when it comes to police brutality, what we're seeing, where we are in this country? Um, what are your final thoughts, just as, you know, someone who had been in law enforcement so long and um, your experience? Um, I think my final thought on, on, on what I've seen, it just resonates more with kind of a philosophy of, uh, I've had for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Being in law enforcement is a profession that you should never get into because you need a job. Yeah. You should do that job because you truly want to help people. Uh, and you want to do it right and become better every day and make the, the world a better place. And I may sound corny, but that's true. Yeah. You shouldn't be, if you, if you need a job, you should go get a job somewhere else to put food on the table. Mm -hmm. That's not a profession to do that in because you're not going to get paid a lot of money. You're going to deal with a lot of stress. You're dealing with a lot of people who are going through crisis yeah. or going through emotional and, 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 and all kinds of psychological problems. And someone has to be the adult in the room. Someone has to have a level head. And from what we just seen in the video you described of the army officer, yeah. that wasn't the case. So I urge anyone that has ever thought about becoming a police officer, unless you really, really want to do this job, don't do it just because your local police department's hiring and you're out of work. Yeah. It's not the place to be. Become a teacher, become a, you know real estate, serve drinks, be a bartender, do something yeah. else. Yeah. That's not the job for you unless you really, really want to do it. This is a very important job at the end of the day. We all call the police if we need something. That's, you right. That's right. So you're doing a lot of great stuff past uh, law enforcement. Uh, what's the best way people can keep in touch with you or, or keep up with you have going on? I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Vince Velasquez, both of them. Same name on both. So I'm easy to find. All right. Well, Vince Velasquez, thank you so much for taking time out your schedule. I know you're a busy man. I appreciate you. I know you're a long time and uh, have a great one. Okay. My pleasure, Stephen. Thanks for having me, my man. Well, de it. most definitely. For more information, go to our website, thestephenknightshow.com, and we'll be right back after this. Text you late night when you laying down Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound I've been working all day I know you working all night I hope it's not too late Yeah, I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still awake 
yeah I've been thinking about you every day Text you late night when you laying down Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound I've been working all day I know you're working all night I hope it's not too late Yeah But I'ma call you anyway Hoping that you're still awake yeah. I've been thinking about you every day Yeah, yeah, yeah Too late, too late Baby, am I too late? Yeah Baby, am I too late? Yeah, yeah. Baby, am I too late? Am I too late? To touch you on your very place. Baby, am I too late? Can we pick another day? Can we pick another night? Ain't me on a Tuesday. Too late. Every part of your body is like a premonition You give me chills and goosebumps You beauty killer, I tell her to do something Yeah Attraction for me, it's beyond sex Whole nother level for me, it's beyond next And if I'm being honest, expression affection just feels odd You call me pet names, the pumpkin, the cutie pie But this hot girl summer got me more icy I can't trust no one, it's no. not likely. No, it's not likely. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, but I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Beautiful for my soul. Let's lose our minds and our clothes. It's hard to fuck with these hoes, cause no one knows what you know. Out of body experience. Love your mind and your body, you serious. Can't even say I love you back, but I got your back. My heart is cracked, so hard for me to act on it. I get this bitch my heart before she turn her back on it. XX heart eat it, she gonna snack on it. Girl turn around and let a nigga smack on it. Girl saying I hear the past, they smoking that crack. Cause my shoulder get passenger and she gon' ride like a drive-by. No mascara, I'm trying to fuck till you cry off your mascara. I want your beauty and your beast. I want the whole thing, every single last piece. I don't wanna keep you home, but I don't want you sleep alone. I don't wanna eat alone when I bring a friend along. Text you late night when you laying down. Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound. I've been working all day. I know you're working all night. all night. I hope it's not too late. Yeah. I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still awake. Yeah. I've been thinking about you every day. Text you late night when you laying down. Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound. I've been working all day. I know you're working all night. I hope it's not too late. Yeah. I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still awake. Yeah. I've been thinking about you every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too late, too late. Baby, am I too late? Yeah. Baby, am I too late? Yeah, yeah.
Steven, how are you? I cannot complain. It's Monday, like you said, uh, but we're here. How was your yeah. weekend? It was good. The weather was finally, uh, it wasn't the best, but like, you know, it's finally kind of ending that cold streak. So, uh, you know, you know, got outside, got some sun while I could. All right. I'll let y'all take away movie views. Sure thing. So I saw a few uh, features this, or a few different things this weekend. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Two Distant Strangers. This is one that Chike saw and reviewed uh, a little while back, and it also just won uh, an Oscar for Best Short Film, which I think it uh, well-deserved. I haven't seen the other contenders, but uh, for anyone who's unfamiliar, it is a, a story about this Black man in New York that is going to go feed his dog, and he gets killed by this white cop, and it's a time loop. So he keeps getting killed, and he has to find a way out of the situation. Uh, it's 30 minutes long. It's great. It's on Netflix. If you need something quick to watch, definitely check it out. Uh, the next film I saw was the oh, big hold release. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. I saw that, too. <laughs> oh, how did you like it? So your same response. I mean, it, it was like you couldn't find a way to get past this cop, but I think it touched on a lot of different things without saying a lot. Mm -hmm. so that's yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah, it did a lot. And also, it's not an ending you think will happen, which I thought was great. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, highly recommend. And it was an easy watch again. I just so, for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no worries. I know, I know we're, we're short of time, so I was just trying to power through things. Um, I will talk about the big release of this weekend, Mortal Kombat. And for anyone unfamiliar, this is based on the video game from the 90s, uh, originally released in the 90s, uh, and kind of the film it's not the same universe, but the film series from the 90s as well. And it follows the story of these fighters that are going to be part of this Mortal Kombat tournament, which is a battle between the two different realms, the Earth realm and I think the Shadow realm. Anyway, it's really just a vessel for you to watch uh, martial arts uh, fighting, fight scenes and things like that. And for me, I actually, I thought it was a miss. I had low expectations, uh, kind of like with Kong versus Godzilla. And this one felt like a little bit too slow in the story. I wanted to see more of the fights. You know, I'm watching this movie for the fights. I'm not worried about the dialogue or the story, which is both kind of, I thought was kind of bad. Uh, you know, they introduced a character that's not even in the games. They just did a few different things that, kind of uh, you know and i hate trying to i hate trying to grab my phone while watching a movie because then that's like a sign that i'm being distracted or that i'm uh getting i'm easily distracted and that happened to me a few times in this movie when it wasn't the fight scenes uh so uh, it was kind of a miss for me i wanted a little more but um you know that was the big hit for the weekend uh i don't know if you've had a chance to see it chica or not i did and it's not on my list to even review <laughs> Good, good. Yeah, I, I will say, again, I'm not spoiling too much because it is kind of an action movie. Uh, a lot of complaints, but one is that they there's not they don't even have the tournament in the movie. This is like a prequel, and they're like really trying to set it up for a whole series of movies, and you see that at the end, and I was a little disappointed in that, and of course, I was also disappointed that they didn't play the song until the end yeah. of the movie. And that's yeah. like, you know, that's the movie. If you want to get people hyped up, you start the movie with that song or you put it somewhere in the middle and get them all excited. So, yeah. Um, and then the only final thing on my list is a new Netflix series called Shadow and Bone. And it's based on a fantasy adventure novel series. Uh, and uh, so far, a few episodes in, and it's really fun. It's kind of a, a world where it's... Uh, you know, they got normal humans, but they also got these kind of people with that no magic and can control certain parts of the element. And there's this whole big uh, geopolitical thing going on in this world. And this girl discovers that she may have the powers that are needed to help save this realm. And of course, you know, everyone's kind of using her politically and people are trying to take her out and things like that. But uh, so far, it's a fun adventure. I like it a lot. And if you're looking for kind of a fun fantasy series, definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. Cool. I, uh, I saw a film uh, on Amazon. It's called Misguided Behavior. Uh, it stars Khalil Kane, Carl Payne. And I will say Carl Payne from Cole from Martin. He's different in this movie. Check him out. Um, Clifton Powell and Tawanda Braxton. Um, misguided behavior. It follows the story of a teenager who is bullied in high school and it opens up the story to the other students in the high school and how the bullying has an effect on the entire school. And there's a climatic um, ending, which uh, I don't want to give it away, but it, it definitely is connected to the bullying and how bullying can affect the school. Um, I will say this about the film. Production wise, it is not the best, but the story is so good. It kept me 
watching it, even though the production wasn't the best. Because normally if I watch a film and the production is horrible, I'm like off with it. Like I can't, I can't deal. But this made me forge through. Um, it's definitely, the story is worth watching. So definitely check it out. It's on Amazon, it's free. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, uh, definitely check that out. And I just want to shout out a couple of other things that debuted uh, this weekend. Um, there's a new series on HBO called Mayor of Easttown. That is pretty good. It stars Kate Winslet. It is about a, a small town. Uh, Kate Winslet is kind of like a local star. She was on the basketball team who became the top detective in the city. And she now has uh, she has a murder to check out. And now there's a new murder that she has to check out. Um, I see why this woman wins awards. Her acting ability is off the chain. Definitely check this out. It's called Mayor of Easttown on HBO. Um, check out that Invincible uh, animated series on Amazon. If you like The Boys, which is live action, it's kind of similar about dealing with heroes, but it's gritty. It's not like your regular cartoon. It's gritty, it's dirty, it's cussing, there's sex, there's there's uh, blood. Check it out. It's not for the children. It's for the adults. <laughs> uh, and the and the, the also the Amazon um, series called Them. I cannot stress. It's it's. It, I'll say this. It is Amazon's top series right now. Check it out. It's called Them. I don't want to say too more about too much Steven, more about Steven it. Stephen had uh, other opinions, I think, on it. <laughs> really, it really good. I know, but sometimes it's hard to watch. Well, um, it is hard to watch, and it's also, it can be kind of confusing if you don't follow it. You have right. to follow it. If yeah. you go away to get something to drink and you miss, you, you miss. miss. A lot. Yeah, so definitely stay up on that. It is worth watching, and it is, it's, it's odd. It's a little different. It's a little yeah. abstract, but, you, but it's good. Yeah. And um, the, also the HBO new series called The Nevers. It's kind of like a fantasy Um there's a happening that happens. You don't know exactly what happens, but all the women are forever changed. And they're called on the show, I think they're called that they're touched. They have special abilities. They become mutants and all the men fear them. Definitely check this out. It is um, action. There's mystery and there's a plot that I will not give away, but definitely check that out. That's all I have. Thanks. All right. Well, guys, as always, thank you. Wait, for no Oscar talk, I guess, eh? Oh, yeah, because we, we talked about it in the Hot Topics, but um, Adam, what, what were your thoughts on last yeah, night's Oscars? I saw the Hot Topic questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, first of all, I was... Um, uh, actually, I wasn't, I wasn't too surprised about... Most of the stuff I wanted to win won. Uh, like I said, Two Distant Strangers. Uh, your movie won, Adam. Uh, Nomadland. Your movie yeah, won. that wasn't my movie. Actually, I was hoping... So So my pick for Best Picture would have been uh, either... Judas and the Black Messiah or Sound of Metal. Uh, mm. I like them both better than Nomadland. Okay. Uh, but I knew as soon as the director won for Mom uh, Chloe Zhao, won for Best Director, that they were going to lock her in. And I will say Nomadland was well-directed. I mean, uh, looking at the, kind of the competitors on the Best Director list, I, I don't uh, disagree with that. Um, I was happy to see, uh, I guess, Yu Jung-yeon win Minari. Uh, she did a really mm -hmm. great job in that movie. Um, I didn't think that movie was Best Picture uh, worthy, but she did a great job. Daniel Kaluuya, of course, did a great job. Uh, another round, that international film, it's on my list. I do want to watch it. It's about a group of men, uh, teachers in their like 40s that 
decide to keep a blood alcohol content of 0.05 throughout their days and life to see if they can operate efficiently and more optimally. And of course, you know, wow. they decide, yeah, it's an interesting premise and they decide, well, what if we add a little more alcohol to our lives? And then, you know, of course, things kind of spiral out of there. But, you know, what would you do if that's that's how you want to live your life? So very right. interesting. Um, Soul one, of course, I, I figured that was a lock. So I'm excited for that and for original score. Um, so yeah, really the only thing that threw me off was Nomadland. And also, again, I don't watch the Oscars, but that whole snafu where you could tell and you know people were saying this is how you know the academy doesn't know who's going to win because you could tell that the academy thought oh, chadwick. Uh, chadwick was going to win uh -huh. and it didn't happen and that's why you kind of keep to your script on making an oscar and keeping a uh, best picture last because you never know what's going to happen and uh, it, and even anthony hopkins he didn't even show up because he didn't think he was going to win exactly mm. exactly so and then you got uh quest love like awkwardly like well that's it Bye, everyone. So, what do you uh, think about the setup at the train station? Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, it was uh, at a train station. It was the smallest audience in history, of course, because of COVID. But um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, it's fun to uh, read about them later. I don't have time to watch them, but I know there was a lot of snafus for this one. It's apparently the lowest Oscars in like TV history. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure they'll they'll figure things out. But yeah, I, I think a lot of a lot of people who won deserved it. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Have a great week, and we'll be right back after this. Right, thanks. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. I Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. 
Probably you not see funk, get capping Like I said before, hungry line blocking You leave it, another scam and we'll bop it Grab it, squeeze it, we'll dry face That it done, you will be trying how to catch it You know you're missing a casa by Roberto You fix it, oh fight, trying how to catch it Then you won't speak serious now till they get Pretty girl, let me take you out of dinner I got a cheddar, forgive me, I was a sinner Gonna be better from January down to December Take trips, go to spots and be in the winter So sexy, gorgeous and beautiful Everything that we do is rememberable I'm feeling you from your head down to your toes Don't have to speak on it, I'm gonna show Anytime she walking, the boy them be watching. Anytime she walking, the boy them be jacking. Baby got you temptation. Anytime you turn girl, you confusion. Baby got you temptation. Anytime you turn girl, you confusion. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Now, Janera's joined us, but we can only hear her. <laughs> but she definitely has some good sales for us. Janet, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Stephen? I can't complain this Monday. You know, you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll let you take it away. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, I'm going to start off with Ann Taylor. Now, everybody knows that Mother's Day is coming up. So these will be the perfect, this is the perfect time to jump on these deals that I have, you know, just in preparation for Mother's Day. So I just want to put that out there so you guys are not caught up at the at the last minute in the final hour trying to get a Mother's Day gift. <laughs> so I'm starting off with Ann Taylor. Um, they are having a sale today. And if you shop there now, you can get 50% off of their spring styles. Uh, plus, you can get up to an extra 60% off their sale styles. So that's a really good sale. So you have to use codes, uh, code must-haves. And that's M-U-S-T-H-A-V-E-S at checkout if you're shopping online. So today only and online only, Old Navy is having a sale. And if you shop there now, you can get 25% off of everything. And that does include their clearance items. Um, New York and Company is also having a really good sale. So you can get, uh, if you shop there, you can get 60% off of their dresses and jumpsuits. So that's all dresses and jumpsuits. Plus you can get 40% off of everything else. 
Um, and I think they're going to usually around this time of year, like Mother's Day, New York and company tries to do something like usually Mother's Day and around Christmas, they try to do something every day. So I'm just going to watch and see if they if they do things like leading up to Mother's Day, because a lot of times they do do that. Um, BCBG Max Asria is uh, giving $50 off of every $250 you spend. So you have to use code GET50 at checkout. Um, Gap Factory, which is not to be confused with Gap. Mm. Gap Factory, which is the outlet for Gap. Um, they have, uh, they're giving 75% off of select dresses. So that's like a really good deal for Gap because they're expensive and I have no idea why, but they are very expensive. <laughs> um, now Gap, the actual store Gap, not Gap Factory, but the actual store, they are also having a sale. And if you shop there now, you can get 40% off of select styles. Um, Banana Republic is also having a really good sale. You can get up to 50% off of select styles and that includes everything in the store. Uh, Macy's is having uh, a friends and family sale. So if you shop there, you can get up to an extra 30% off of everything that includes, well, everything outside of fragrances, but you know, everything that includes like home goods, clothes, shoes, um, all sorts of things. Uh, the children's store, uh, you know, I have to say, do something for my kids. The children's store, yes, of course. Uh, if you shop there now, you can get up to 60% off of everything. And Carter's also, you can get up to 60% off of everything. Um, so those are my children's stores. Um, J. Crew is having a sale. And if you shop there now, you can get 20% off of your purchase. Plus you can get 40% off of, an extra 40% off of sale styles. And last but not least, which is one of my favorite keepsake stores, uh, Shutterfly. If you shop there, you can get an extra up. You can get, up and I'm sorry, excuse me. I got tongue tied. If you <laughs> shop at Shutterfly now, which is an online only store, you can get 50% off, uh, off of almost everything. So that would be great for all of the mothers in your life. Yeah. A lot of great sales, a lot of great sales this week. And they can find all that at jengenerally.com, correct? Surely can. All right, Janelle. Well, thank you as always. I look forward to seeing you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hopefully we'll have everything taken care of next week. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we'll be right back after this.
show let's how let's see what we're gonna highlight today in our black owned business section so i went to this event on saturday um now that i'm fully vaccinated went to this event on saturday um it was a art show mood art um is was the, who hosted the event and they had vendors there and i met this woman um her name is april jackson but she has this this um, organization called mercedes closet and what it is, it's, it says violence has no sexual preference. So it's Mercedes Closet Inc. And it's for if you've been involved in domestic violence um, and ha have nowhere to turn, you know, definitely reach out to them. Again, Mercedes Closet, and we'll have the link in our bio. I want to thank Mel Davis, Attorney Mel Davis, Melody Davis, and uh, former detective of uh, Homicide for City of Atlanta, Vince Valquez, for joining us tonight for the important conversation about police brutality. Everyone stay safe. I'll see you again next Monday. Good night. Everything's gonna be all right.